The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trev. Oh, you're going to be screaming. Let's crank it up! A movement over 15 years in the making. This is no simple reform. It really is a revolution. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. The revolution starts in 3, 2, 1. I swear to God. What? I'll put bird feet on your bug clapper. I hate birds. Hey, you know, Donnie Baker. Well, I'll say it face. You don't know who Donnie Baker is? No. Oh, man. Yeah, someone stole his boat. Anyways, <laughs> you look up Donnie Baker. I'll I, do that. Wait, what Donnie and I can't fathom is you could almost smell the dough and estrus, the dopey in the air. It is so close to deer hunting. I know standing it, next to an outhouse. I know it's the dog days of summer and everything, and dove season is coming up, you know, a little you over a month You must be talking away. about big buck summer. Big buck summer. This is the time we have to get prepared. We need to talk to the men that will put it. Why are your glasses so crooked on your face right now? <laughs> yeah, to we see need, my face. We need to speak with the gentlemen that will set us up for success, that will put backstraps in the freezer, antlers on the wall. And we've got those men on today's show. We got Michael Lee. We got Michael Lee. Thank you for just totally taking that away, Jimbo. <laughs> Michael Lee, Backwoods Life. He's going to be joining us in just a second, uh, sticking around for a two-part interview. Then we have the cowboy himself. Tom McMillan. He's a cowboy, baby. <laughs> Tom McMillan, host of McMillan, good old Kansas boy. He's about two and a half hours that way. Yeah. I'm pointing southeast. He pointed right over my head. Yeah, Jimbo. Jimbo's going to start walking over there. Then we're going to have Scott Newby on. Yeah, he's with Yamaha. Got new stuff coming out. All new Wolverine X2 1000 Ooh. dropped this week. And he also drew uh, an archery tag here in um, Kansas. So he's going to be coming. Yeah, he's going to Xerox it, too. He is. All right, so let's get to Jimbo. As we talk Big Buck Summer, who are we going to talk to first? Michael Lee. Let's do it. Big Buck Summer is on the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. Let's go. Now kicking off a two-parter with Michael Lee, co-host of Backwoods Life, Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Yes, this man is from Georgia. He is a super sexy big buck hunter. He lives in Booger Bottom. Yeah, little known fact. I think that's Michael Waddell. Uh, one of them. Uh, he crochets his own orange hunting vest. Yes, he does. <laughs> Mr. Michael, how's it going, buddy? What's up, guys? How are y'all? We, we think we're good, but not as good as Michael Lee. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. If I'm ever having, like, a slump in my life, I love to hop on your socials and, like, watch your lives and videos. You always <laughs> do some really interesting stuff, man. Well, when I try harder, my goal is to have fun or try to have fun doing it and if it sucks just don't do it again <laughs> well you did a really interesting video and i we're gonna get into deer hunting 
Um, because that, that is truly your bread and butter, what you're really good at, and people love to watch, and you have so much knowledge to share. However, you did a really interesting, I think it was like a Facebook Live, uh, where you're talking about the benefits of hunting and fishing and the outdoor lifestyle, and, you know, how you were talking about processed foods, and, you know, if it walks, if it swims, if it flies, I mean, this is the stuff you should really be putting in your body i thought that was such a a really neat video man well i appreciate that um i i'm not a a spring chicken by any means anymore but i I don't i'm not quite old enough to put out the pasture yet so (laughs) kind of in that middle ground where you know you try to learn a little bit along the way research some things and i mean i've always been into kind of fitness and and not fitting this whole pile of meat in my mouth but you know (laughs) what i mean just trying to (laughs) <laughs> trying to be a better me and um quick story very quick when i was 30 years old uh i was a little bit over 300 pounds wow uh, which i'm a, i'm tall and i'm six three but i mean that's that's a lot of weight so i went to the doctor they said hey we need to put you on blood pressure medicine and cholesterol medicine and you're fat and you're gonna die before you're 40 if you don't do anything you're gonna have a heart attack while you're out there trying to climb a mountain pass out roll downhill and be you know coyote bait i'm like well wow. i don't really want to do that so I, I started into, I dropped like 40 or 50 pounds, you know, which still a big guy, you know, 6'3", 250, it's not small. And that's, that's where I'm at now. Um, but then I started gaining that weight back and then I lose and I gain. And finally I've kind of figured out these things in life. Just like, Hey, if I, I can't just continue to be the prototype. Everybody thinks somebody's a deer hunter. You go get your honey buns and your Mountain Dew and you know, you go sit in your box stand and you just, do that and you drink beer all night and pass out and you just live this unhealthy hunter stereotype and i definitely didn't want to be that guy mm-hmm. um not that there's anything wrong with that but you're just not going to have a lot of longevity there so anyway i kind of went on that tangent on my live the other day to try to hopefully open some eyes a little bit more about why we hunt and mm-hmm. the health benefits of what we consume from what we hunt you know and and i mean you guys probably hopefully would agree with me i'd rather eat a nice fresh backstrap, you know, off that buck I shot than some steroided up chicken that's been in Winn-Dixie for two weeks, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. We know the, the interesting part about yeah, hunting or fishing is the fact that you do bring home game. And, and not only can you freeze it, okay, once you've butchered it and so forth, but you can actually can it, too. And that is really delicious ways of being able to take care of the, the game and have less fats and so forth. It's good stuff. 100%. <clears throat> I was actually, I had a conversation this morning with a buddy of mine. I was talking about like my grandfather's generation. <clears throat> and he passed away around 15 years ago now, but he, he passed away at 87. But he grew up on a farm and my grandmother, and they ate eggs and bacon and grits every day and had fried chicken and mashed potatoes for lunch. But, you know, they didn't go to the store and buy these things. Mm-hmm. They, they made, you know, for the most part, they made their own food. And so they didn't have all the processed things that we put in our bodies now by going to the grocery store and buying canned goods, buying, you know, stuff out of boxes with anything that's got a label on the back with the ingredients and calories and all that. It's probably not good to put in you because it's got something you can't pronounce in the ingredients. <laughs> yeah. You know, when they went out there and killed a hog, guess what it had in it? Hog. <laughs> that I mean, so that's kind of where I'm at. You know, like when I go shoot a wild turkey, guess what? I know it's got in it. 
turkey, and if the neighbor was feeding him corn, that's the neighbor's fault. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's talk uh, – before we get to a break here, we're going to have you back, but let's get into um, supplements right now. You were talking uh, before the show started. I mean, it is hot as all get out where you're at in Georgia right now. That puts a lot of stress on people. It puts stress on animals. Are you doing any type of, you know, a lot of people, they can't afford to do food plots. Uh, it's expensive. Those that can, they still need to supplement with minerals. Are you putting out any type of mineral this time of year? Yeah, we've been keeping minerals out off and on throughout the year. We, we work real close with Antler King, and they make mm-hmm. some great stuff. The deer really love um, some blocks and in powder form minerals. Our deer, for the most part, don't like powder form stuff in our soil. Really? Because it's got a lot of clay and sand in it, so yeah. I think it's really hard on their bodies and teeth. So uh, the blocks work really well. They do like those better. If you can mix um, some of the minerals with potting soil, like dig a hole out with, you know, get post hole diggers or a shovel, dig a little hole out, mix some potting soil with those minerals and put that out, that works well because the, that potting soil, soil itself has a better, more, I guess, a better pH to it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, just some little things like that go a long way. But one thing that I've seen, and I, I really believe in this, and I know it's not legal. Well, putting minerals out is not legal in some states, and, and supplemental fee in the off-season is not legal. But here in Georgia, it is. I've seen a huge increase in the number of bucks that I have on my property if I protein feed in the off-season. Some kind of good feed blend, which Amber King makes good stuff. Plug, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, But we... um. I've just seen it firsthand for years of my carrying capacity for bucks is always great this time of the year because I have those food sources for Food plots are phenomenal. Don't get me wrong in crops. Like we're in Georgia, we've got tons of peanuts. Peanuts are by far the best summertime crop for whitetail down here. Like they, they will walk miles to get there and eat those things. So, um, but yes, to supplement in the off season, I think it's a very, very important tool in the management side. You bet. Hey, Michael, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Absolutely. All right. Hey, we're talking with Michael Lee. He's a co-host of Backwoods Life, Tuesdays at 10 o'clock Eastern time on Sportsman's Channel. Mr. Michael Lee, where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, backwoodslife.com. All your needs are out there. Hey, more Michael Lee right after this. Dear Meat, we heart shape you. Tuesday nights on Outdoor Channel, our favorite hunters bring you their favorite moments. Smoked his butt. Look at that thing. On Mossy Oak Moments, we'll be chasing long beards, big white tail bucks, high country giants, and more. All right, let's go get the deer. You better. We'll also help you sharpen your wildlife management skills on the gamekeepers of Mossy Oak. Look at the head on that deer. Mossy Oak Moments. Tuesdays beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back and Big Buck Summer. The very concept is unimaginable. Now let's get back to Michael Lee, co-host of Backwoods Life, Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking Big Buck Summer on this week's show. And of course, we had Michael Lee on for... The very first part of the show, 
And now he's back, and he's going to tell us some great things about what you can do to improve your herd. Yeah, now you are the high-tech redneck. You do have a bachelor's degree in computer information systems, right? That is 100% accurate. And he sits in the middle in a truck. Do you use any of the information? <laughs> <laughs> and he just tells other people what to do, mainly us. Now, do you do you um, use any of that information to help you when it comes to planning food plots, doing what you do? Do you use your uh, educational background at all? Uh, well, yeah, I do, actually. Um, from a technology standpoint, just using the apps that we have available to calculate sizes of food plots, um, I used to look at terrain. I mean, it's, it's nothing that you don't have to have my degree to do all that, but it does help, you know, to have a little bit of a computer mindset to learn how to use these different apps because some of them are pretty complex, but mm-hmm. um, I try to use all those tools to lay things out, um, find distances to find, you know, different topography, just, just all these little tools, especially when you get a new piece of property because we've, we've been on one place that we've had now for five years and, and just using technology has really helped the learning curve on that place and uh, we actually just picked up some more land right next to that, so it's going to be another learning curve, but um, yeah, I mean, to, in a nutshell, I've always been like the data processing mindset. I'm super analytical, and I sound like a huge nerd on this thing right now. <laughs> a little um, bit. I, I, I promise you, I'm a lot more fun than I think. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm a spreadsheet guy. <laughs> and growing up, when I when I first started deer hunting, I literally kept spreadsheets every deer season of every saw from the stand on the date, morning, afternoon, what stand it was in, all, all this data that obviously you can get at the click of a mouse now on these apps, but I kept up with that kind of stuff because I wanted to see patterns. I, I, I saw patterns where I would kill deer around the same week, you know, also many times on the same day, mm. just because that was the right time in my area to be in the woods. Like that was, I, I, I could narrow it down to like, okay. I mean, I'm, of course, I'm growing up, I'm working, I mean, I'm doing, you know, normal young man stuff that responsibility wise, and I may not have to hunt, but certain times, I'm like, well, I'm going to wait until this, this week, you know, that I can get out there and get after it, and I know it's going to be productive. So I kind of used all those things, and I still, to this, I have a spreadsheet of every deer and every turkey that I've ever uh, killed since I was 11 years old. Wow. So there's a lot of data in there. Um, None is incriminating, by the way. Yeah. So um, he, he has spreadsheets to show you that he's fun, too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, column one, cell C, says fun time, damn it. Subsection Q. Oh yes, I've got a formula in there. Uh, you put in average equals, uh, you get fun. Mine okay. says C equals MC squared. Now, they say that, let's say if you have a property that um, 10% of your property should be in food plots, okay? And so, you know, you have a 20-acre piece of property, you do the math, you have 200, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. How much have you found, is that pretty accurate, or is it really kind of, you know, from place to place it varies? I think it's accurate, but it's unrealistic. Yeah. It's an unrealistic goal. Yeah. Because, and, we're, and we're a prime example. So, if you live on, say, my, my, my family's farm where my parents live, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, we've got land up there, but there's a, there's a lot of agriculture. Okay. So with that, you don't need as many acres of food plots because you've got other food sources that are pretty much there most of the year via agriculture. 
Um, so that can kind of offset that a little bit. But, you know, when the flip side of that is we have our lease and we've got one piece of land there that's um, right at a 1,000 acres, and that would be 100 acres of food plots. And it doesn't take a computer information systems major or math major to do that math. Just throwing that out there. That was not on a spreadsheet. I came up with that on my own. So a thousand, a thousand acres is a hundred acres of food plots. Well, we lease that property and most of it is timber property with, with planted pine trees on it. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can put a hundred acres on there. There's yeah. not a hundred acres to plant in food plots. So you're at the limitations of your property. Now, Granted, if you you know if you, you know if I had money like you guys and I could go buy five thousand, and then I could you know just throw a few more million in there for my food plots, I mean I'd be in good shape. <laughs> so now I'm not knocking anybody that can do that, but you have to have realistic expectations to apply those principles. Yes, I, I agree with the philosophy, but it's hard to execute, and it costs a lot of freaking money. Think about how much it would cost to plant a hundred acres of food plots. I know it. You can't work for peanuts doing that. If you have uh, the jury's bankroll. You know, because you, I mean, you sit there. I love what they do, and they are amazing, but they're out there, and they got their dozers, and they're ripping up timber, and they're, you know, they're putting all this cover, and they're planting food plots. And my wife is sitting here thinking, okay, that buck's going to give us 40 pounds of meat. Uh, It roughly cost us $180,000 per pound. (laughs) You know? Uh, Well, you know. just doesn't. Work. Yeah, something isn't adding up. There's not a spreadsheet that's going to make that work. I mean, if you can do it, that is so cool, and everybody wishes they could do it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just not a realistic, and I'm glad you pointed that out. It's just not feasible for everybody. And you know what? What you can work with, work with, right? If, you, if you've got 100 acres that you hunt and you can plant 10 acres of food plots on it, please do it. But if you can only plant two acres of food plots on it, pick a dang good spot that you can hopefully get that in there and do it. You know, do whatever you can to make your property better. If you can supplemental feed, do it. If you can plant, do it. And now if you're blessed with places like the great state of Iowa have where, you know, this farmer's got 200 acres of beans and 200 acres of corn and you get to hunt right in the middle of that, then I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you. but the fact of the matter is when you're out there and you're planting, do you do a, a, a spring crop and then do another one in the fall? Uh, or do you rotate? What do you do? Do you follow it at any time? Well, what what usually works for us, because in our climate down here, which is usually like right now it's hot and humid, and, and weeds just thrive in hot, humid, moist climates. Um, you know, we have to battle those elements. So what we'll do is we'll plant our fall mixes, and again, shameless flow for Antler King, they do some great mixes, and they're very, very drought tolerant, which is awesome for us because we may have stretches of no rain for 30 days at times. Mm. Um, but when usually those plots will carry over very nicely into January, February, March, and even into April before the climate warms up enough, the soil temperatures get up enough and all those invasive weeds start kind of popping out, then what we'll do, we'll go in, we'll try to spray those plots, knock all that stuff down, go in, and if we can, replant it with just a grain drill um, and get some summertime stuff in there or whatever. Like uh, Sunflowers are awesome. A lot of people don't think about sunflowers for deer, but deer love to eat sunflowers. They're very inexpensive. You can go to Tractor Supply and buy a 40-pound bag of sunflower seed for like 20 or 30 bucks. And I'm talking like the bird feed sunflower seeds. They will grow. Mm. You can plant them. For 40 pounds of plant, I mean, good gosh, they'll probably plant I mean, at least four acres, and that's doing it pretty pretty consistent. Um, 
that's a very easy summertime thing to throw out there. The deer are probably going to eat them up if you got a lot of deer. If not, you're going to have some very beautiful flowers for your take your wife for a romantic <laughs> evening picture. Yeah. Either way, you win. You can thank me later. There's yeah. your tip of the week. See that cluster so, of wildflowers, baby? I'm going to shoot a deer right there. <laughs> just for you, baby. I promise you. We're going to take a picture together. We're going to hang it right over the mouthpiece. Just me and you and my deer. All right. So, Michael, <laughs> you've got to watch Backwoods Life, one of the best shows there is. You learn so much. Uh, you, you laugh with them. You grow with them. You hunt with them. Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Sportsman Channel. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next is Tom McMillan. He's the host of McMillan, Sundays at 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. A guy just getting his start in hunting. We wish him the best. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Michael, uh, to learn more about you, Backwoods Life, you know, maybe you could throw some pointers to Tom. I know he's struggling. Where can we find you online, buddy? Backwoodslife.com. We will make all your wildest dreams come true if you go to that website. <laughs> all righty. And you're on page 13 of his spreadsheet. Yep. Tom McMillan is coming <laughs> up next. Mr. Michael Lee, God bless you, man. We love you so much. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. I always enjoy it. Appreciate it. Listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav on the radio, not enough? Well, then check out JimandTrav.com, Jim's blog, Trav's take, show archives, buy or bust, and tons and tons of expert advice from our hunting and fishing pros. JimandTrav.com. Don't move. The Revolution will be right back. Driven to succeed, to explore, to never give up. I'm literally looking over the edge and scared to death. Tune in as Pat and Nicole Reeve pursue their lifelong quest for the perfect hunt. Facing off with giant game in North America's wildest locations. It's never easy, but they keep the drive alive. It is truly a once in a lifetime experience. Driven with Pat and Nicole, Tuesdays at 9.30 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Big Buck Summer. Now kicking off another two-parter with Tom McMillan, host of McMillan, Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking Big Buck Summer on this week's show. And, of course, if we're talking Big Bucks, we got to be talking Tom McMillan. We got the cowboy. He's a cowboy, baby. Tom McMillan, the host of McMillan Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. All new season can pick up previous seasons, though, with the My Outdoor TV app. Mr. Tom, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good. What are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. Now, the fact of the matter is you're down there in... uh, South Central Kansas, where Stafford. the big bucks grow. Yeah, yeah. But we've got to. I've got to establish something. Did you say Bigfoot something something? <laughs> big <laughs> buck. I hear that wrong. <laughs> big buck summer. Oh, uh, okay. Because I thought you signed me up to talk about Bigfoot. <laughs> we want, really want to talk about big butt summer, but we can't do that. <laughs> Why not? Well, <laughs> I mean, we can. He likes big butts, and he cannot he lie. <laughs> So you maybe are are you Bigfoot hunting and that's why you're using like the the Vision Pro cell camera, the design for Browning? Yeah. Are you hunting Bigfoot? It's got uh, it's got more confirmed 
pictures of Bigfoot than any other trail camera out there. No, it's just Laramie Miller, Miller being pervy. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's a good guy. I met him at Shot Show here a while back, and um, I, I'm just going to say that he might need to get to the city more often. Um, you know, <laughs> no. I, in fact, the opposite. I think. Uh, we need to stay out of the city and stay in the outdoors, right? All right, so let's talk about Tom McMillan. Love your show, obviously. I mean, you're, you're such Thank a cool, you. genuine guy. Didn't spend a but lot of money on the name, though. When it comes to outfitting, okay, I mean, it is really tough as an outfitter. I mean, you, you work hard all year long. I mean, this has been, what, 20, 25 years in the making. You do yeah. everything you can. Um, but when it comes to that, I mean, you have someone at your place and they're hunting and you can't take responsibility for them as a hunter, them as a shooter. At the end of the day, you could put someone on a big buck, but if they can't kill it, I mean, it all goes downhill. As an outfitter, how stressful is that for you? I mean, it makes it tough, I would think. It does, but but I tell you, you, you meet so many uh, people from so many walks of life, all, you know, all across the nation and they all have their different set of goals that they want to accomplish with a hunt. They put emphasis on different things that are important to them, whether that's just having a good time, whether that's having a good hunt, whether that's making a great shot or some of them, you know, still are true trophy hunters. So that the deer, the size of deer, the age of the deer means a lot to that person. And you just realize going into it, you can't check all the boxes for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, my homework, like you say, Never really stops. I try to get all my food plots in the ground by Memorial Day in May. And so, like, well, you're thinking about a November rut hunt, right? But in order to make that a successful trip for a guy, I'm planting the food plots, you know, the soybeans or what have you in May. So, it's a, like you said earlier, it is a year-round process. And you just try to do all you can throughout the year to give them the best opportunity you can. To then, you don't take it so personally. <laughs> if it all comes down to it, and they're standing there, uh, the deer's standing there at 150 yards, and click, the <laughs> muzzle loader primer's plugged up, or something <laughs> like that, you know. And you're like, well, I did what I could do, and that happens. It's happened to me personally on a hunt. Uh, things like that going wrong, and it's just part of it. So, but you're right. In the in the first few years, you know, you just man, I've got to. I've got to get a good name. I've got to get a, a, uh, a portfolio built of a successful clients on mature deer. And so you take a lot of that personally and you put a lot of stress on yourself if you're trying to do it for the right reason. The, the, the if you don't care, then you don't care. But that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Kansas has always been considered uh, a, a go-to state for big bucks. And, of course, you've been doing this 20 years. You were... You started way back when, when you could hardly get drawn for it. We've heard a couple of people got drawn this year, but when that COVID thing came around, a lot of people wanted to hunt in Kansas. Have you found that some of your clients weren't drawn? Oh, absolutely. In fact, last year in 2022, I got hit pretty hard, um, or my clientele list did. And that about just had to be the, you know, the way it went down, the law of averages, it was a bad year for us. I had about 65% of my clients last year not draw a tag. Wow. And so, yeah, that was a, a real fun day to uh, <laughs> be getting emails and calls from everybody saying, nope, didn't do it. What do I do? You know, and, and like you say, they used to give out enough tag. Well, let me say that again. 
they've given out the same amount of tags. They have a lot of the same number of tags for several years. Mm-hmm. But there was always some left over to where if you had a client not draw, they could purchase it as a leftover, first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been told by the, the wildlife and parks that there's still a lot in about 22,000 tags. Mm-hmm. And then this year and then last year when I got hit so hard, or a lot of people got hit hard with not drawing. They had about 30,000 applicants. Oh, wow. So, like you said, with COVID, when COVID hit, people were like, hey, I've been sitting around in my house for several months. I'm either going to strangle my wife or she's going <laughs> to shoot me in the back of the head if I don't get out of the house. They're all wanting to go hunting for the fall. So, everybody started flying, and it just made a, an influx of uh, too many applicants for the amount of tags that they could give out. And, yeah, it became an issue. This year was better. I only had four or five guys not draw. And a couple of guys have been hunted with me in the past that hadn't even booked. They went ahead and applied. Well, they drew a tag, and so they got to fill a couple of those spots. So oh, we're wow. not quite as light this year. And all last year, I was trying to see the silver lining. I'm like, okay, it, it hurts a little bit, uh, the bottom line. But maybe if we're, if we're hunting that many less bucks, you know, last year, it ought to just let them all get a year older and, and – they're going to be here for inventory this year. Yeah. Hey, we got to get to a break, Mr. Tom. Can you stick around? Heck yeah. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Tom McMillan. He's the host of McMillan. Sundays at 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. All new season kicked off July 2nd. Make sure you watch it uh, every single Sunday at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time again, Outdoor Channel. This has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Also hop on there. Punch in McMillan. Uh, it's going to come punch, up. Don't punch Tom. No, don't punch Tom because he will kick your <laughs> uh, Tom, <laughs> be, before <laughs> before we get to a break, where can we find you online? Well, I can't say the websites that I normally frequent. Oh, you mean my website. <laughs> McMillanOutfitting.com. <laughs> All right, so Tom McMillan, he's coming back right after this. Right after this. Please accept our apologies. The following will be horrible. I, I love you like it's the run, baby. I, I, I love you like it's the run, baby. Last year I went into it not 100% knowing what I was in for. Laramie Sasquatch Miller is back on the trail. I know what to expect, and I'm going in full force battling the elements using every tool at his disposal. Learning from the past and applying it to the future is what keeps us going. The Trail, Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Chardonnay Finishing Sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air, talking about Big Buck Summer. Now, let's get back to Tom McMillan, host of McMillan, Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part two. Hey, as we continue Big Buck Summer on this week's show, of course, we talked with Tom McMillan in the first part, and we're going to get into some really nitty-gritty things about hunting whitetails in 
Kansas. Yeah, I think one thing, though, outside of hunting, you give people the entire experience. The you know, flavor. everybody wants that camaraderie of hunting camp. And it's the moments that you're not spent hunting and the moments you are spent hunting. I mean, there's so much more to it than, you know, that trophy shot at the end. That's what everybody wants, but that's truly not everything. And, and that is something, you know, you are such a great entertainer. You're a, you're a people person. You make people feel, you know, good about themselves. You want them to have that ultimate experience that they're paying for that possibly they didn't even know they wanted. You know, I think as an outfitter, you give all that to people without them even knowing it. Well, that's nice of you to say. I, I mean, we do try to provide an experience for them and, and, something that goes along with that is just, you know, the conversations mm-hmm. uh, back at the Red Hut when we're hanging out in between hats and to learn about them as a person, a client and, and what they do for a living. And, and, you know, they, you want them to leave feeling like they've gotten to know you mm-hmm. um, just because it makes a, a more personal experience. And I'm still here on every hunt, you know, personally, I'm, I'm a guy that's walking in the lodge and, and making a game plan every morning when we go out or every afternoon. And I've been on hunts myself in other states, whether it be elk hunts or, or what have you, that the guy you wrote the check to, the outfitter you paid, you never meet him, you never see him. Yeah. He, he just took your money and he hired a 17-year-old <laughs> kid uh, off the street. To, maybe he'll be there to pick you up, maybe he won't. And I, that's never going to happen in my place. It, uh, You know, the, the guys that I have working for me, they are not only great guides, but they're great hunters themselves. And that's very important, by the way, to be a good guide. You really need to be a good hunter um, because that way you can know what the client is going through. And because you've been there yourself, you know, you've had those same experiences. So, yeah, we do we do try to put a personal touch on things. Um, now, I've also known of some, some hunting camps that, you know, maybe try to go over the top and do too much with, well, we, we put in a golf range and we're going to shoot <laughs> boarding clays this afternoon and we've got a controlled pheasant hunt for in the morning before Brent Mike well, evidently your deer hunting isn't very good then. <laughs> you know, when's, when's the hot air balloon ride going? In? I don't want to miss that. And so we, uh, you know, we do, we do have to remind them every once in a while, I'm like, hey, this is a deer hunt. Yeah. You know, and, and if you didn't like the game that was on on uh, Sports Center at at noon, then I don't know. Hell, go to the tree stand. <laughs> you know, you might you might increase your chances. So, you know, we just we just keep it real. You know, and let them know that we've been there, done that, just like they're going through it, and 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 hopefully they they see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you uh, actually gauge the uh, the number of hunters each week, making sure that you're taking care of you know their needs and so forth? Or is it, uh, well, we got 20 guys in. I was in a camp up in, in Southern Colorado, and there was like 15 people in camp. And there's no. no way that you could hunt elk with 15 people. I'll tell you where that started. Um, I built a lodge. I don't know if it's been five, six, seven years ago here at my place. And it's where the hunters stay. And, you know, it's not the fanciest in the world, but it's clean and it's nice. Uh, it's just the right size. And I purposely built it with four bedrooms. Mm. Two and a half baths, and one of the bedrooms has two beds. Everybody oh. else gets their own room. So I take a total of five people per hunt. Mm. Because, like you said, I've been on hunts where, like, holy moly, 
we must be having a football scrimmage here, and you know, right <laughs> after breakfast because there's 22 guys here, mm-hmm. and there's you're right, there's no way that everybody can feel like they're taken care of when they're just one of a crowd. And so the most hunters I ever take at one time is five. Now, the only exception to that is if somebody books a corporate hunt and they're saying, hey, we love how you do things, but we have to bring six people or something like that. Yeah. You know, because they're all coming together. They know they know what's going down before they get here. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, you know, it's easier on them if there's not too many hunters in camp. It's easier on me. It's easier on the cooks. On the guides, it's just more of a laid-back experience. And if everybody's comfortable and has a great attitude, guess what? They're going to hunt harder, and they're they're most likely going to bring themselves more luck and have more success. Yeah. Now, one last question. Once again, hanging out with Tom McMillan, the host of McMillan All-New Season. You have to watch it Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. And please go back and watch previous seasons uh, with the My Outdoor TV app. If you haven't watched it, you're going to love it. When it comes to whitetail hunting, that is your bread and butter. I know everyone thinks, God, Stafford, Kansas, that's big bear country, but he doesn't do a lot of bear guiding. Um, when it comes to whitetail hunting, though, man, what do you think has changed the most? You know, we went from it was just people getting out, dude. And, you know, if you took a spike, as long as it's legal, no one gave a shit, right? And yeah. now it's like we want to, you know, bigger antlers. Okay, now we've gotten away from the bigger antlers. It's I all want a drop time. It's all about age structure. Okay, mm-hmm. what do you think has changed the most in terms of whitetail hunting for you and what you have seen? What is that? Um, for me personally, it'd be the color of my hair and the amount of twenty-three <laughs> <laughs> <for> years <laughs> size of my hair. But, uh, no, I know what you mean, uh, the phases people go through, and it all becomes, uh, that's a product of awareness. You know, people, like you said, back when I was growing up, it didn't matter what, what the deer scored. Um, they, it's just the fact, man, I got a deer. Like, man, this guy shot a big deer. Well, he might have shot a 170 inch three year old. Nobody's like, three, I don't care if it's three or seven. You know, how old did deer get? <laughs> yeah. But, but now everybody's more aware and, that's fine and dandy for the overall general health of the deer herd. You know, obviously deer have to get older to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a client of mine, I have never put on my clients a minimum of, of what they can or can't pull the trigger on. Oh, really? I feel the way I can help manage the overall health of the deer herd is just not by booking. Don't, don't book too many clients. Yeah. You know, have plenty of acreage do everything I can to keep the pressure, hunting pressure on them low. And, you know, if you take a very limited number of people in a year's time, then you're doing your part to not overhunt things and, and, and obviously shoot too many deer for the year. But you're right. A lot of things changed. And, and, you know, hunting shows, the hunting and fishing networks have brought awareness to people. And it's all been for good reasons. Um, other things that have changed as far as a deer herd can be, you know, about it in my part of the world is a CRP program. Mm, you know, yeah. when that came out thirty some years ago, you know that was for um, a lot of different reasons that the government programs you know were designed for. Whether it's take bushels of acres out of the production line or or wind and and uh, soil erosion, you know, through wind damage or something like that. But they had no idea how CRP was going to benefit the age structure 
and the, the size of these whitetails. Mm. About every quarter of CRP that, you know, was in my county, you could about count on it having a mature buck hiding in it. Oh, wow. And it allowed those deers to get away. Well, my point is, is that things have changed a lot with regards to the CRP. A lot of people are, are taking out these CRP acreages after the contracts come mature, uh, mature and so they can replant. Hmm. Well, there goes your habitat. Yeah. So, so which gets back to my original point, okay, since there's less habitat, there's going to be fewer places for the big bucks to get old and hide. So we all have to be conscious about not overhunting things, not taking too many clients. Uh, you know, being, being aware that, Hey, well, I've got this one shot on this one deer, get him taken successfully and, and be done. I'm not be flinging lead at everything. Well, I don't know if I hit him or not. I mean, all that stuff adds up. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, the awareness needs to switch over to from how old they are and how many, how, what they scored to this is an exhaustible resource we've got. Everybody can pitch in and do their part to make sure it's here for our kids and grandkids. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Tom McMillan. He's the host of McMillan. Sundays at 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. All new season. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. You can also find McMillan on My Outdoor TV. Mr. Tom, before we get to a break, man, where can we find you online? McMillanOutfitting.com. You bet. Hey, folks, stick around, because coming up next is Scott Newby with Yamaha. That's right. All right, Mr. Tom, God bless you. Thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Thank you, guys. Recently, we asked if you thought we'd been really awesome these past few months. You guys have been really awesome these last few months. And you agreed. So for even more awesome, check out JimandTrav.com and stay tuned because the Super Duper Awesome Show will continue right after these short messages. Ignite your sense of adventure and feel the engine roar. Get set, go. This is five teams challenging themselves in an epic adventure competition. You'll be judged on your abilities to traverse challenging terrain. I love four-wheeling. I love camping. Might as well get out there and do something a little out of the ordinary. Overlanders. Saddle up. Time to ride. Go! Oh my god! Overlanders, Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Thanks for tuning into the revolution with Jim and Trav. Damn, you're good. With Big Buck Summer. Now, here's Mr. Scott Newby, Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side senior communications specialist. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking Big Buck Summer on this week's show. And if we're talking Big Buck Summer, now hold it. Tom McMillan. We just had him on. You know, there was a program way back in the 60s or 70s called McMillan and Wife, but I don't think it was Tom. Do you? It was Tom. Tom is that old. (laughs) Yes, he just remarried is what he did. But now we got the true Big Buck Slayer that has Scott Newby on. Uh, He is on the line with us right now. He is with Yamaha, and he is their ATV and side-by-side senior communications specialist. He was drawn for a whitetail tag here in Kansas this year. Mr. Scott, big man, how's it going, buddy? Wonderful, gentlemen. Thank you for that reminder that I drew for Kansas again. I uh, am proudly holding that license in my hand as we speak, oddly enough, preparing and uh, just mentally making sure I'm ready to go. But do it wonderful, gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it makes good soup. Now, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's going to, you're going to tag this year, Steve Nessel, most likely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was 
That was a bad dig. Uh, so, but no, all new Wolverine X2. You're going to be driving from Noonan, Georgia, out here to Kansas, I heard, in this new 2024 model, right? Yeah, very excited to be talking about our all new Wolverine X2 1000. It really is just a vehicle that has versatility all the way around and a real great compact feeling to it. And best part of all, it not only does it have our proven off-road durability, but it's just an overall superior value package when it gets to like your best bang for the buck overall. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys did so many upgrades. I wouldn't even call it upgrades. It's like an all-new machine from this, but, you know, really kicking off, you jump from that 850 up to the 1,000cc, and that's a heck of a lot of more power and performance, Oops. man. Yeah. Yeah, that's the great thing is it really provides a wonderful stepping stone from the Wolverine X2 with that 850 twin-cylinder engine mm-hmm. and something just below the R Max 1000, which is actually what the engine is based off of that's in the new Wolverine X2 1000. So you have a lot of the great features of each, but it also has a perfect blend in between, and it's all at a great affordable price. Now, does this come with, like, pre-wired for the um, um, optional Yamaha D-Mode technology? Yeah, exactly. There's a center console switch you can put on there that uh, toggles between crawl, trail, and sports. You have all the great features there as well, thanks to our uh, Yamaha chip control throttle and same 600-pound dumping capacity for the bed, as well as a 2,000-pound towing capacity. I mean, just a whole bunch of great features to it. It comes with the 28-inch Maxxis Bighorn tires, which are really great, versatile tires for a lot of terrain out there. Plus, they're extremely durable in all sorts of terrain, too. So, gotta love that as well. And it has the all-new tuning fork-inspired aluminum wheels, right? Dude, that is one of the coolest things to me. I'm yeah. sorry. So, everyone knows about our traditional Yamaha tuning fork. It goes back all the way since the beginning, but yeah, yeah when you see the wheels, you can see all three tuning forks within there, and that was just a huge inspiration for him, and I love him, and it's such a cool thing to see that end of the wheels. that uh, Something I never thought I would see on a vehicle, but it's nice little subtle hints here and there. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Scott Newby. He is Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side senior communication specialist and just gave us a roundup of the new 2024 models. That's right. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. One thing I do want to mention, though, uh, for people that want a little more of the nitty gritty, want to get in depth, uh, some excellent information and education regarding side by sides, racing, ATVs, man, you've got an incredible podcast. Where can we find that? I appreciate that. You can pretty much listen on any one of our lists or anywhere you can stream any sort of podcast, whether it's Stitcher Radio, uh, Spotify, all the top ones. And even the uh, cool thing, too, is we just started our Adventure Realized series on the Outdoor Action TV app that uh, the Carico has available. So if you check it out, it's in the hunting section right now, but Adventure Realized, we're talking about all of our great adventures that we have along the way, even the ones that we had in the past of going to the Rubicon or ice fishing adventure and all sorts of cool things just to see a different perspective on stuff, but even get a little behind-the-scenes sneak peek on a lot of it as well. So. Listen to the podcast if you don't mind. Tune into the Adventure Realized series and uh, find out more at YamahaMotorsports.com. All righty. That was Scott Newby. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great one. Oh, man, I'm so bored. Yeah, me too. Hey, you want to have a steering contest? Um, sure. <laughs> Need something better to do? How about check out JimandTrav.com? Everything to do with the outdoors is one click away. JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. 
The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. Chocolate lovers, Michael Horn here along with J.D. Jeremy Dayton. We've got a special offer for them if they love chocolate. Am I right, J.D.? Oh, yeah. Go to vinedabar.com and put in the code CHOCOLATE20. You get 20% off your order. Now, here's the thing. Vinedabar chocolate is dark chocolate mixed in with the Chardonnay mark. That's the skins of the Chardonnay. So you get all the health benefits of the wine, the health benefits of the dark chocolate, and you get some very delicious chocolate with Himalayan salt, so many great different varieties. But you have to go to the website. It's vinetobar.com, and the code is CHOCOLATE20. You like chocolate, J.D., am I right? Oh, I like me some chocolate too much. Yes. Too much. <laughs> Go to vinetobar.com and put in CHOCOLATE20 to get 20% off your order. Again, vinetobar, V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com, the code CHOCOLATE, C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E, 20. Vine to Bar Chocolate, Chocolate 20. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week as we talked about Big Buck Summer. And, of course, we're right in the throes of that, aren't we? Yes, we are. Big shout out to Michael Lee, Backwoods Life, Tom McMillan of McMillan, and Scott Newby. Scott Newby with Yamaha talking about the all-new 2024 lineup. Jimbo, last word, man. Last word is get out there. It's summer. Make a campfire, cook marshmallows, make s'mores, and a hot dog. In a hammer home firearm safety, boys and girls, it is imperative. We will return next week, won't we, Jimbo? Yes, we will. Yeah, we got Laramie Miller on the show. Oh, three-parter with him, I think. Nate Metcalf, Mitch Petrie. Oh. Uh, Anyways, yeah, that is next week. So God bless you and... The United States of America. Peace out. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 